To all who come to this happy place. Go, new bonds, go! Welcome. Review Matt here, welcoming you back to another exciting on the road episode of the Poop Do Do Review Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Always an honor to have you bend your ear in my direction. Once again, sincere apologies for the background noise. As I've elucidated before, I travel a great deal for my job, and uh, due to COVID 19, I have not flown since last year. Uh, so I have many, many hours on the road, and as a result, I'm trying to make use of that time by listening to other podcasts listening to audiobooks, and occasionally recording episodes of this podcast. So hopefully you can tune out the background noise and appreciate today's topic because, my friends, it's an important one, a long overdue subject, and to be honest with you, a little heavy. In fact, it's a pretty adult topic, so much so that you may want to have those with little ears leave the room for the next 15 or so minutes. Yeah, it's that serious. Because, my friends, I'm going to be talking about something that consistently disappoints at Disney parks and resorts. Now, I know what you're saying, and listen, just hang on a second. Hang on. Put down the pitchforks. Put down the torches. Do not label me a heretic. Do not burn me at the stake. It's, it's, I, trust me, when I get to, to what I'm going to talk about, you will agree with me. I promise you this, okay? And, and you may be thinking, oh, here he goes. He's going to be you know, picking on something mainstream, picking on the low-hanging fruit like, uh, I don't know, the monorails. You know, he's going to be like, oh, the monorails, they're old. They break down all the time. They, uh, they smell like 10-year-old urine, and it's always so humid and moist in there for some reason. And, I, you know, they're always so crowded. Nah, listen, I, I like the monorails for what they are. I really do. Uh, yes, they have their problems. Of course they do. But, uh, you know, they also have their unique little quirks. And for that reason, I think that they are an essential part of any trip to Walt Disney World. And I wouldn't miss it for the world. Some of you also might be assuming I'm going to pick on an attraction. Oh, you know, he's going to pick on Figment and Journey into Imagination. And he's going to say it's not as good as the original. And, you know, with the live-action Dreamfinder. And, oh, uh, you know, no, I'm not going to do that either. Listen. I'm a Disney neophyte. I've only been going since 2012. The current iteration of Journey into Imagination is the only iteration of that attraction that I know. Could Figment see some improvement? Of course he could use a little attention. But honestly, it's still a must-do in my mind. So no, I'm not going to pick on the obvious. No, my friends, I'm going to pick on something that we've all experienced disappointment in. One would assume that if you found this podcast and that you enjoy this podcast, that you are someone who has been to Disney Parks and Resorts many, many times. In other words, if you've never been there or you've only been there once or twice, this podcast probably isn't going to interest you, right? And if you've been to Disney Parks and Resorts many, many times, then one can assume 
that you have used the restrooms at said parks and resorts also many, many times. And therefore, if you have used the restrooms at Disney parks and resorts many, many times, one can also assume that you have experienced the consistent disappointment that is the bathroom tissue at Disney parks and resorts. That is correct, my friends. Today, we're going to be talking about the subpar toilet paper at our favorite places on earth. Yes, it's a long overdue topic, a touchy subject perhaps, one I've been contemplating talking about for quite some time, and I think it's time to bring, to shine the spotlight on this very sore subject. So why is the toilet paper so bad at Disney? Well, look, I'm not a ply snob by any means, but this is two-ply toilet paper. And don't get me wrong, two-ply done right is fine. You don't need three-ply. You don't. Three-ply is a luxury. Three-ply is a cruise on the Queen Elizabeth. It's great. It's awesome if you can do it, but you don't need it, you know? Two-ply is a a, a decent carnival cruise, if you will, you know? It's good. It's okay. You know, it's tolerable when it's done right. One-ply, eh, that's like the SS Minnow. We're not even talking about it. You may as well wipe yourself with with air or with your fingers. It's just not even, it's not a thing. We're not talking about that, right? We're talking about the Disney two-ply. So why is it so bad? Well, because it's it's cheap ply. It's very thin. And each of those two plies is so thin that it is not appropriately absorbent. And its tensile strength is very weak. And that leads to a, uh, a sometimes a moist wiping experience that can occasionally be punctuated by a poke through. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about what a poke through is. I think those of us that have used the bathroom more than a few years know what a poke through is. I won't go into too much detail, but suffice it to say, it is both uh, unsatisfactory and uh, (laughs) unhygienic. To share a personal poke through antidote, and I won't go into gory details about this because that would be just too much information for this podcast, even this podcast, but I once was at Disney and had a three-wipe and three-poke-through experience. That's correct. Three wipes, each time poke-through. First wipe, it was a casual wipe, wasn't paying much attention, had an oops, poke-through. thought, oh boy, okay, well, second wipe, I'm going to go easier. Second wipe, went easier, poke-through again, much to my shock and dismay. Last wipe, I was like, look, I'm not going to use any pressure at all. We're we're talking like less than 0.5 PSI. Still poke-through. Now, that is not a formal study on the toilet paper at Disney, but it is my anecdotal evidence, and I know that if you use the bathroom more than once at Disney World, you also have got horror stories about using the toilet paper at Walt Disney World. So, that's what makes it bad. Now, why? Why would Disney choose such terrible toilet paper? Let's be honest, it's all about money, right? It's all about money. I like to think that there is a bean counter somewhere that who's, who's in accounting, whose sole job is to manage the toilet paper budget for Disney parks and resorts and maybe Disney Cruise Line as well. And I'm sure that that accountant is extremely proud of him or herself. They're probably looking at their quarterly uh, budget and thinking, man, we're, we're doing great. We're saving so much money on toilet paper. But, but why? Look, the, uh, the Disney's smart uh, when it comes to the finances. We all know that, right? You know, uh, they're, they're using cheap toilet paper, really thin plies, 
And of course they loaded up the rolls, right? If you've ever paid attention to the rolls of toilet paper there, you know that they're huge. They're like 18 inch rolls, you know? So, uh, and of course, since the plies are so thin, you can get more toilet paper per roll. Now, why would you do that? Well, you know, if you have, if, if you don't have to change out the toilet paper rolls as often, then you don't, you can employ less cast members to, uh, to clean the bathrooms, right? And change them out. So it's all about counting the beans, right? But here's the problem. We, the consumer, push a lot of beans at Disney. And most of the time, we don't mind, right? We think it's a worthwhile investment. Yeah, occasionally we'll cringe at this price or that price. But at the end of the day, generally speaking, when we leave Orlando, we're pretty happy and satisfied that that was money well spent. I would argue, however, that it's not well spent in the bathrooms. Truly not a good experience. Now, some might say or try to defend Disney and say, look, Lou, where you Matt? We get it, but you know, it's a pandemic and, you know, Disney took a big hit in the last year and, and, you know, their budget's been turned upside down and they've laid off thousands of cast members and, you know, there's no more streetmosphere performers and, you know, uh, the parks, uh, park hours are abbreviated, there's no more fireworks and, you know, things are just topsy-turvy. And I get it and I totally agree with that and I would support your point as valid except that pre-pandemic, the toilet paper has always been bad too. We know that Disney pre-pandemic was riding high. I mean, you could you could check the stock reports. You could see that Disney was doing awesome pre-pandemic, right? They were raking in billions upon billions of dollars on their IPs, right? Not only that, but they had announced significant investments in the parks. And, you know, we remember the big uh, Epcot D23 announcement a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and we just stared, you know, slack-jawed in awe at the grandiose plans. I mean, they were going to spend millions upon millions of improving Epcot, uh, Epcot and, and, and many other attractions, right? So we knew they had the money. But why didn't they spend a couple million on improving the toilet paper? Well, they're going cheap on us, right? And I would contend that that is not fair. That we as consumers don't go cheap when we spend money at Disney. So why on earth should Disney go cheap on us when it comes to toilet paper? All right, well, listen, we can talk and complain about the toilet paper at Disney all day. But unless we offer a solution, it's kind of a moot point. So what could Disney do to improve the wiping experience at Walt Disney World, right? Or Disneyland. Well, you know, I would contend that a bidet would be great. But... We all know that bidets are ridiculously expensive, would cost, cost a lot of money in, in replumbing and putting in uh, different basins, so you know, that's out of the question. But while we're on the subject of bidets, let's take a brief moment to thank a non-sponsor and recognize a product that I really love in hopes that maybe the manufacturer will one day be a sponsor of the podcast. That's right, my friends. I'm talking about Omigo, O-M-I-G-O. Do you know what a bidet is? If you're from across the pond, you know what a bidet is. It's pretty much a fixture in many households in Europe. But we here in the, in the North Americas, we really, bidets haven't really caught on yet. Well, a bidet is simply this. It's a jet of water that you use to hose off your backside after you're done doing your business, cleans yourself off, and can eliminate the need for toilet paper altogether. Therefore, it's hygienic and it's good for the environment. But the traditional bidet is a separate basin, requires additional plumbing, and those of us that are on a tight budget and who isn't right now couldn't afford to put a bidet in there in every bathroom in their home, right? However, let me introduce you to Omigo. Omigo is a high-tech toilet seat that essentially has a bidet attached to it. So what do you do? Well, you go to www.myomigo.com. You check out the product. You order it. 
You anxiously await for it to arrive. And by the way, it doesn't take very long to ship to your place. You get home from work one day and you see the box on your doorstep. You take it inside and within 10 minutes, your old toilet seat is off and you have installed your Amigo. Yeah, it installs that quickly. So what does it do? Well, first of all, the toilet seat is warm 24-7. Not too hot, not too cold. Just right so that you can get your buns nice and toasty every time you sit down. Number two, there's a soft glow emanating from beneath the toilet lid, or beneath the toilet seat, rather. It's a blue LED, never burns out, soft glow, nothing too obtrusive, and allows you to get up at night and find your way to the bathroom and aim without missing, or sit down without missing, without having to turn all of the lights and wake everybody up, right? It's like a lighthouse for those of us that need to use the bathroom. Guide you in, right? What else does it do? Well, it is a bidet, right? And the bidet functions are awesome. First of all, you can control the temperature of the water that sprays your backside. You can pick hot, you can pick warm, you can pick cold. In addition to this, though, you can control the intensity of the spray. You can choose a narrow, strong jet of water that essentially sprays the, <laughs> sprays the particles off your hole. <laughs> or you can choose maybe a more softer, wide, gentle spray, like a spring shower, which kind of freshens up the area when you're done. Yes, it, there's that kind of variety with the Omega. In addition to this, it blows you dry. That's right, there's a blow dryer function built in. Once you're done spraying your backside off, you don't need to wipe yourself to get dry. You just turn on the blow dryer, and within a couple of minutes, your backside's dry too. Lastly, the Amigo self-cleans. There's a self-sanitizing cl- feature which cleans itself, so you never have to worry about cleaning the nozzles. Amigo takes care of itself. Listen, I know it sounds too good to be true. It sounds too high-tech. It sounds too Stark Industries, but I promise you the technology is real. We have it, and you can get it. Go to www.myomigo.com, www.myomigo.com, and get yours today. And by the way, thanks for indulging me on that brief commercial message. Again, Amigo is not a sponsor of the podcast, but given the product they make, uh, I think that they would be an excellent sponsor. So I'm lobbying uh, for them to uh, help me out a little bit. (laughs) Uh, uh, If, if, by the way, you do happen to go buy that, and and again, I do highly recommend it. It's pretty awesome. Um, Go ahead and leave a comment with the folks at Omigo. Let them know that there's a podcast out there trying to help them sell their stuff, and maybe I can get their attention. Anyway, back to... (laughs) Back to the subject at hand. What can Disney do to remedy this toilet paper problem? Well, they could go three-ply. I don't think it's necessary. Again, it's luxurious, but I I wouldn't expect Disney to go out of their way to get three-ply toilet paper, you know? But clearly they have to do something. Disney excels at immersing us and giving us a quality experience. That's why we go back. There are plenty of subpar theme parks all around the country that you could go and spend your time at, but we consistently go to spend our time at Disney because the experience is top-notch. And the wiping experience should be no different. So what can Disney do? Well, Disney has never been a stranger to sponsorships, right? I mean, from day one when Disneyland opened, they they had sponsorships. Some of their attractions, some of their shops were sponsored. They've had, I think, Gillette sponsor uh, their shops. They've had uh, Hanes sponsor their shops. I can't remember who the Brazier company was that uh, sponsored uh, the lingerie shop that opened. Uh, but but they had, they've had many sponsorships over the years. Most recently, Huggies has been a sponsor of the baby changing stations in the bathrooms. In fact, up until recently, if you went to a baby changing station in the restroom and changed your infant child's diaper, you would see a small sign uh, mounted above the baby changing table stating that it was sponsored by Huggies and uh, with, a, with, with a reference to the name brand, but also reference to the fact that Huggies products could be available at, uh, at certain parts in the resort, in the parks as well. So, you know, Disney 
has had relationships with sponsors and continues to have relationships with sponsors. Why not, therefore, reach out to a toilet paper manufacturer with a long, strong track record of making quality products? That's right. I'm talking to you, Charmin, Bob Chapek, and, and hey, psst, Bob Iger. I know you're back behind the curtain, still pulling the strings. So, Bob Iger, you can come out now. Nobody, Everybody knows you're still back there, right? So, hey, Bobs, listen. It's time. Reach out to Charmin and let him know, hey, listen, we are ready to feature your product. If you will give us a discounted price on your bathroom tissue, we will mount a sign up above every toilet paper dispenser that says, this wipe sponsored by Charmin. We will... Every five or ten minutes, uh, play a, a 15 second Charmin commercial over the speakers in each restroom. We will let you sponsor a fireworks show, whatever you need to do. But we will introduce your product to the millions upon millions of people that visit our quality parks every year. And as a result, Charmin wins, Disney World wins, and guess what? We win too. Let me tell you something, and if you've been to Disney World, at any time other than the, the late fall or winter, you know what I'm talking about. Disney is, for about seven and a half to eight months out of the year, hot and humid. It can be a miserable experience. And let me tell you, if you are walking around the parks with an unclean backside and it feels like a sauna, that's not good. That's just not good. I would contend, therefore, that guests that are more satisfied with the cleanliness of their backsides after wiping are probably happier guests. And moreover, I would contend that they would spend more money at the parks. Now, this is just my hypothesis, okay? I don't think anybody's going to study this. I wish they would. It'd be pretty cool. But I guess what I'm getting at is Charmin wins, Disney wins, we win, and because we win and we're happy, we spend more money and Disney wins again. So nobody loses in this equation. So Charmin, we're ready for you. Come, listen, even if the Bobs don't reach out to you, come with your own proposal to Disney and let them know we're ready for your quality products because what they have right now is crappy. No pun intended. Well, that's my thoughts on the toilet paper at Disney World. I hope that uh, I have echoed many of your sentiments out there. I suspect that I have. Uh, we talk a lot about how great the bathrooms are on property, and certainly there are some awesome restrooms. But again, I, I just can't. But the one area that consistently disappoints, even in the best restrooms, is the toilet paper. And I think if we could just, you know, tweak Disney's approach to procuring and promoting uh, products, then I think uh, we would all be happier guests. So what do you think? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my idea. Hey, I'd love to hear your horror stories about the toilet paper at Disney, too. So reach out to me. You know we have a blog, right? It's called WDWLU, that's L-O-O, Review. And it can be found at, perhaps not coincidentally, WDWLUReview.com. And uh, you can leave a comment there to tell me about your, your experiences. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's WDWLUReview. Look us up. Leave us a comment there. And lastly, you can reach out to me. Tell me your story at WDWLUReview at gmail.com anytime. I truly love to hear from all of you. It uh, really makes my day and revs me up for, uh, for future episodes. Listen, once again, guys, thank you so much for taking time to listen to the podcast. It really means a, a great deal to me. I want to give a brief shout-out to my friend John Canyon. You know, if, uh, if, using, uh, if using good quality toilet paper at Disney is wrong, then he doesn't want to be right. John is easy like Sunday morning, and uh, although he gives me uh, 
a rough time about <laughs> about this podcast constantly. He's a good friend, and uh, hey, I don't care. It's, this is all in good fit anyway. Listen, until next time, my friends, uh, bottoms down, thumbs up. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you soon. Bye now.